This episode of Blunt Force Radio is brought to you by Pro Nutrition Maynooth. Log on to pronutrition.ie for all your fitness and training, nutritional advice, and supplementation. We're also brought to you by GorillaWare. Log on to GorillaWare.com for the very best in training gear and leisure wear. That's GorillaWare USA. What's up, everybody? It's the first Blunt Force Radio podcast of 2014. It's Tuesday the 21st, and if you haven't started a new resolution, your diet, your fucking treadmill, the year is fucking ruined. Stop, quit. The rest of the months are obsolete. Stop what you're doing and get the fuck out of the gym. No, I'm just messing. Uh, we're here in Dublin today, and we're joined by the bearded one, Kevin Byrne. <laughs> Larry Doyle, who's catching up pretty quickly with the bearded one, novice champion 2013, and the the overdressed Mark Higgins, and uh, <laughs> overdressed Mark Higgins, underqualified blunt force uh, attendee. Um, so we're just gonna get cracking on a couple of topics people have sent into Facebook and Twitter. Uh, one making the rounds over the last couple of days was uh, the CrossFitter who had an accident uh, in the middle of uh, his workout or a competition, I think and uh, ended up uh, severing his spine as far as I know and uh, losing the, the use of his legs and uh, we just watched the video on YouTube a couple of seconds ago before we, we started the podcast and I just want to get everyone's take on it really so Cav, what do you think of uh, after you've seen that video? I think it looks scary <laughs> fucking rotten are you going to be snatching anytime soon? oh no, not after that, no I'd probably be the same kind of cunt to turn around and fucking snatch so many kilos and Probably snatch the bar, warm up, and fucking just be that unlucky fucker that drops it and fucks myself up. Um, yeah, no, it wouldn't put me off it, but yeah, it looked pretty fucking bad. Like. Well, Mark, we've touched on uh, CrossFit in the past, <coughs> uh, me and Cav, and our previous podcast and stuff. And uh, what's your take on the sport as a whole, especially after you see something as as fucked up as that? I just think that uh, that mentality of training leads to injuries. If you're doing rounds of seven and eight snatches, your form's gonna suffer towards the fifth and sixth. You're just, you're just asking for an injury. Yeah. It's inevitable. Yeah, especially with stuff so technical as well. Yeah. You know, yeah. To fuck yourself up. Larry, what about, like, from, from a fucking, a trainer's point of view, and the technicality of lift, and could you, can you explain exactly what happened to him? Um, yeah, they were doing a, a part of the sequence of the wad that they were doing, um, they had a snatch, a clean and jerk, and a back squat. Um, you know, they're all massive movements, they're all hip dominant movements as well. It, like, it's, the whole posterior chain has been it's been battered from a variety of angles with the, the different movements. Um, these movements are usually done with a lot of rest time in between, quite heavy loads. But again, they were doing like a three RM with the snatch when the when the accident happened. Um, it's, it's it's something you need to have proper rest parameters set in with, with technical breakdowns when you're doing those high reps. Uh, something's bound to give, you know, and it's unfortunately happened to one of the top athletes, you know, so then you've guys that are coming in and lesser experienced individuals, they're just getting fucked over, you know, big time from that. Yeah. Well, like, you know, I've seen, like, I, I wouldn't, I've, I've fucked about and tried to clean and jerk in the past and, like, I'm just, I'm just not functionally flexible enough to mm. pull off the movement or I was literally just looked like I was taking the fucking piss <laughs> and considering that, like, um, I train in the gym Ah, in Limerick that has the, the majority of the Irish weightlifting team training in. Yeah. So you get to see them doing these movements every day and every time I see someone doing the snatch movement I'm like, oh shit, rotary cuffs are screaming at me yeah. right here. <laughs> you know? And I'm just like, it just seems like to me that there's obviously CrossFit gyms popping up the higher around the country at the moment because it doesn't take a whole lot of money to set up. You know, it yeah. just you need you need space, you need a few bits of equipment and you need a fucking whiteboard and some markers mm. to make the workout. Your weekend course as well for your qualification. Yeah, and like yeah. not not knocking the sport. There's definitely a market for that because the gyms are fucking busy, like or whatever. Yeah. And uh, after uh, attending uh, the BSN Christmas party and talking to um, to people who own CrossFit gyms and and run the course and stuff like that and their CrossFit affiliates, there's obviously a market there for it. Now I'm not gonna go out and do it anytime soon, but I mean, it just it's constantly going back to taking five or six different. Um, 
like fucking there's like training qualities yeah yeah disciplines nearly and then like putting them into a a fucking funnel and trying to condense them into I don't know 16 hours of a course over a weekend and Mm. then expecting people to go off and filter that information down to 10 people um, and even with some like that's what I was going to say they're they're popping up all over the place it's a huge there's a huge boom for it a huge demand for it but it's not as fucking simple as just going in and joining the gym and being learned and being (laughs) learned being taught all these different principles like for people that don't go to the gym at all or would be completely like beginner yeah you know I know a lot of people from from Drada that have tried to pick up a bit of CrossFit and they're doing CrossFit classes and like it's surely it's not that simple to just turn around and go like obviously like their teacher would need a qualification mm. but it's like there's more and more people that are just beginners generally like in yeah. the gym and are going in and starting to CrossFit and I, I can't imagine there being less of the injuries that like we just watched there a few minutes ago yeah. in that case you know what I mean if you're a beginner and you search CrossFit YouTube which you're bound to do you're going to see the likes of Rich Froning and the top CrossFit guys yeah. and they're training three four times yeah. a day and then you get young lads thinking I need to train three or four times a day mm. and they're so yeah. fatigued by their second workout you end up with injuries like we saw yeah yeah, yeah. it's kind of the same kind of effect of um, like if you look at you know like Lee Priest for example mm-hmm. and his kind of method of you know oh if I want to lose weight I'll eat less if I want to put on weight or get bigger I eat, I eat more like some beginners just can't go with that or even like training like, like John Meadows I train seven days a week you know he yeah. is yeah, Cody Montgomery doing that he's seven days a week and then a, like a, a pump day on the end yeah. like a beginner shouldn't just like you say that kind of thing like they'll google it and then they'll oh, I'll, I'll do that you know that's obviously what works I guess you have to earn your training stripes not you definitely know, yeah belong to different lifts and different movements get a basic fundamental and build foundations learn how to lift you know learn how to move it's around like, and then go it's like Larry was saying I think CrossFit and bodybuilding are totally different when you start off in CrossFit it's the minute parts of the deed, this new minute parts of the movement you need to learn first where your hips are, are your, is everything in line? Yeah. Whereas in bodybuilding, just when you learn the basic movements, bench, mm. squat, deadlift. Yeah, yeah. These are really technical movements that you can't just pick up. Yeah. Walk into the gym. Mm. Yeah, well, like I think I saw. Um, I think um, I think it was one of uh, your BSN teammates, um, Alan, who put up about um, CrossFit bringing in um, off-season drug testing or year-round drug yeah. testing for their athletes now, and like I just think. With a combination of uh, that, like I'm not saying the CrossFit guys are fucking taking gear and they're on yeah. steroids or whatever else, but there's a high possibility that at least one person is going to test Yeah, positive. just like every other sport. So you've got, obviously, you know, the vast majority of them are strength athletes, okay? Mm-hmm. If you've got sprinters testing positive for stuff, you're more than likely going to have a bunch of strength athletes going to test yeah. positive for something. So a combination of like really, you know, life-altering accidents yeah. happening in a CrossFit gym and some of the big names possibly testing positive for fucking banned substances what, yeah. and things like that it's uh, it kind of it's kind of dragging the whole um, name of CrossFit away from like that wholesome image they had there for a bit where it was yeah. like you know I think a lot of them beards like, and paleo the, the, yeah beards and paleo and the, the caveman kind of shit like I listened to uh, Aaron Sigerman <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> Begin, the beginning of the end for CrossFit. Jesus told me. Thou shalt not stand. I told you when, when we met him last year uh, and I asked him how he sums up the the effort to train four times a day and his simple answer was I just write Bible verses on my shoes. Now, <laughs> my response to that was what a waste of pair of shoes. But like... To which he punched you in the I, face. I listened to... Um, Aaron Sigerman and Matt Meinrod on a Real Bodybuilding podcast on Iron Empire last week and they touched on it yeah. um, and they said that he basically retired from, from CrossFit altogether mm. now I don't know if that's true or not because I went on his Twitter page and he still has you know Reebok sponsored athlete and yeah. CrossFit Games champion and whatever else but apparently he's some involvement with a Christian evangelist um, crowd who basically were saying you know come on I know, but I I I I'd soon fucking believe it than anything else because he's heavily like he is very heavily he's heavily religion, religious yeah, like do you know what I mean like even that bandana that he wears like the headband mm-hmm. that he put on for particular games or at a particular point in the games yeah and it's his it, I think it's some family members that died they've he has initials on it and then verses oh. written on it as well but like touching on Rich Froning I suppose the best the best, like just try and veer off course away from. From, uh, from CrossFit for a minute in case people think that it's like oh a bunch of bodybuilders got together and talked shit about CrossFit because that's not the case <laughs> um, 
he obviously left BSN, yeah. which left a massive gap for Flex Lewis yeah. to, uh, to, to, to join from uh, Gaspari to BSN. That caused a lot of shit. I don't know if you're saying it caused like, an awful lot of shit. It was a, it was a massive shakeup in some big names moving from some big companies yeah. to some other big companies. He went over to BSN and then Branch took his place in Gaspari. Yeah. Which is um, no for uh-huh. Talk about talking oh, about flogging no. a dead fucking horse. But I think was he was he not Trish's with um, Trish Warren is with them. But I think he was, was with Branch was with them before already. Not sure. I heard that. I, I heard that he was, he was muscle tech before. Wasn't? But even before that, I think wasn't, wasn't Johnny Jackson muscle tech? Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, he's mutant now. No, he's yeah. not. He, I seen you him. Sure? He's sponsored by all, this company called All Stars now. I seen him in a mutant vest. I see. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I saw him in a mutant ad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really? I was wondering. Um. So basically, Rich Falling left. Yeah. Flex went into BSN, yeah. which left a gap in Gasparri. They picked up Branch Warren. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems like MuscleTech are kind of going away from the bodybuilding side of things. They're acquiring John Jones from the well, UFC and a couple so of NFL players. Yeah, but you see, yeah. they, they go for the whole... Um, the, what's their slogan? It's something about like, just they only have champions. Oh, okay. So like, you, you can't have... like There's only one champion to buy. Well, what, what, you know what, I mean? so, what I'm curious about the whole um, uh, Flex Lewis deal is... Uh, Neil Hill's role where mm. he was very heavily involved with Gasparri yeah. and obviously being mm. Flex's coach and stuff I wonder where he kind of lands in that does he move to BSN as well yeah. or does he stay where he is he or? goes where Flex goes if I'm honest yeah. yeah I'd say so like the two of them are like you, you just don't um, it'd be like Rambo and, and Phil Heath kind of thing Flex than just him on his own yeah. 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 I think uh, the, the details haven't been properly shared but the uh, the word is that Flex has signed a three-year deal mm. and the figures are life-changing. So you can only imagine how many zeros at the end of that check. Like, you know, someone who's living in Florida in a massive house and, you know, he's won the 212 and he's obviously taken home a couple of grand a year he's, or he's obviously not getting paid in just t-shirts and uh, tubs of protein. He's rumored to be getting paid more than Ronnie in his prime. Yeah, yeah. yeah apparently apparently the, the, the money he's on now is higher than what Ronnie was at the height. Mm. Of. But I think bodybuilding's a lot bigger now so they can afford to pay him that. Mm. Yeah, but and now Roden is um, has a gap as well. Roden, what's the yeah. Yeah. I just because uh, I remember um, um, a mate of mine from the UK, Ben Callery, had um, had posted that you know Flex had moved across, and he goes, mm. he thought that Sean would actually go over to to Gasparri, um, mm. which would have been a good move, like you said, like Branch is no gain for Gasparri, yeah. so but like Sean would have been the one thing about the Branch move is. It doesn't really have longevity. Mm. Like, how many more shows does Branch Warren really have? Yeah, not exactly personal, but as well, like he's not. Yeah, yeah, like you know, he doesn't like to. Like we saw him last year at Body Power. Mm. Now, that's not, not, not the guy. Yeah. he didn't have a cue like the other guys did. Yeah, you know, there was hit, it was Flex Lewis here at the gas stand. Mm. The muscle sack stand was about ten feet away. Branch was on his own, no one near him, and he didn't look very approachable. Yeah, and he doesn't seem like the type of person who'd be like. Oh hey, I was going very like strike up a nice conversation. But I wouldn't mind actually. I met him at the Arnold, and I went to um um what was it meet the meet the champions. It was like uh, everyone that had won in Ireland was there. Okay. And a few other pros were were there as well. And uh, Branch and I got I got to meet Branch. And obviously, you just go up and you go, "All right, how's it going?" Like, give us a picture and then fuck off. Like, but uh, he was actually he was, he was very nice. Struck up conversation. Where are you from? And oh jeez, that was like a long journey. Just yeah. shy talk. But he was actually he was a lot nicer than I expected. And, Hmm. To be like, do you know what I mean? He do. He does look like that approachable guy, but it's obviously just the the circumstances. I think he just has one of those mean faces. Yeah. <laughs> it also yeah. it also doesn't help his image when there's videos of him on YouTube, uh, shoulder pressing, going, "Yeah, motherfucker." Yeah. <laughs> Cussing <laughs> the house down. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He has, yeah. To, he has to bring that intensity though. And if you've ever seen um, his training DVDs, when he's actually outside the gym. Yeah. He's a very reserved kind of shy man. Yeah. 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 I'm just I'm just dying to see him in Generation Iron. Apparently, he falls off a horse. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that as well. Yeah, yeah I want to see that. Yeah, but I think it's funny, you know. He, he, he gets what was it? He gets out of his jeep and fucking breaks his knee, and then he falls off a horse and he's gone. Yeah, I'm sorry with that. But yeah, uh, I heard someone mention that they reckon that this this move for Flex now is going to be over the next three years. Is him going to be moving up to the open? Yeah, he's going to move into the open. Yeah. He's going to be a serious contender. I mean, like he's he's filling out the two twelve almost too much now. Mm. He's holding yeah. back his physique. So yeah. Um, yeah, if Kitatari Yamagishi is moving back to yeah, the yeah, town, yeah, for the Arnold. The, um, That's going to be good. But the, uh, I think Flex is probably the only bodybuilder in recent history whose who's off season posing photo went fucking viral. Oh, that was. And, and that was only was, 8 pounds over, was it? Yeah, it was only 8 pounds, pounds over. over. Yeah, fucking hell. Christmas time. Ridiculous. That's my fucking screensaver. That is like the best photo ever. <laughs> 
I love you, Flex. He weighed in at like 208 or 206 or something last year for the, the 212. With clothes on. He wasn't right on the limit, yeah. Yeah. With clothes on, so like, which was I thought was disappointing because I like I, I watched that and I was like oh yeah I'm gonna get, get a look now to see what they're all looking like whatever and they all came out in their Olympia jackets and I was like what and shorts and shoes yeah. like, for fuck's sake yeah but <coughs> it's definitely um it's definitely gonna be interesting and I think uh, the Arnold is shaken up to be um you know the both classes are shaken up mm. to be very competitive mm. yeah this year you know mm. it's um, good that they put in the two twelve as well yeah because that's a good that's always they're always good lineup exposure for those guys as yeah well. like, you always get the top tier. Like, you know the open class guys who get all the exposure. I mean, the two twelve guys are awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the most competitive class. I yeah, yeah, definitely. Far closer than the, the open. The mm. flex went up. Where do you think he plays? Depends what kind of shows he do. Does, does he step straight into the big shows, or is he going? Does to he like try the and do an Arnold or second tier shows, or you know where does he go? The one one question I wanted to pose to all of you because I can't really have made my mind up is. Um, I'm a big fan of uh, Anton Valant and his YouTube videos. I think yeah. he's hilarious. Yeah, like, you he's know? Dead, yeah. And he's, he's a great character, especially for bodybuilding, I think. And his, his brain is stuck in the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he thinks he's like ra- uh, random Macho Man Savage or whatever. His dad is Duke Nukem. How do you reckon? How do you reckon? How do you reckon, how do you reckon uh, he's going to do? He's Wait, seven week, 17 weeks out, isn't he? Yeah. What's he doing? Toronto, isn't he? Toronto, probably. Yeah, I think he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've seen, I seen him post a photo last night um, in the toilet. The one with the four. No, I was hitting some other dude. Together. Oh, I've seen that one as well. Yeah. Um, like, is he going to be... He was is a he... big letdown on his last show. What was he? Yeah. New York? The, that was the New York and then he went on to Toronto, Toronto as well. Yeah, and he, he actually, I don't think he even improved. He didn't make top six. He actually did worse. Yeah. Um, but is he... Do you reckon he's going to be one of these guys who finds his niche in bodybuilding and it's just he's just going to be like... A, he's going to be a pro, yeah. but he's going to be a like, um, like a YouTube, YouTube celebrity yeah. kind of guy. Make his, um, make his money more off his, his, his following. As yeah. opposed to his actual show, and it's. I think he's. He can... I think he's one of them guys, though, as well. He just looks very impressive when he's a few weeks out from a show, and like, fucking hell, for like eight, ten weeks out for a show, he looks great. Yeah. Then he shows up, and whatever happens in the last few weeks, or the run up to the show, or the week of the show, or whatever, he just he kind of loses it a little bit. All, all pros look good in their hotel room or their bedroom. Or yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I said, their own light. On, the, on the way yeah. up here, I was like, every bodybuilder looks great on their own and under light. Under their own, their own, own lighting, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Like, how do you there. how do you fare when there's five other guys either side of you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they go through their phones like thirty photos of the same pose. God, shit. Hashtag no filter. Yeah, I need to soften out that photo and put on a filter. Yeah. You can make it black and white. <laughs> no, but, um, but uh, be, uh, time will tell. He'll either do. Um, he improves, you know, yeah. He's a guy I'd like to see him sticking around the sport. Yeah. Like, he's a, and he's a nice, like he's a nice physique. Like mm. when you when you look nice at his physique as he's yeah. put together, yeah. he's he's he's, no, he's nicely put together. He's got them low lats to hang. Yeah, a little waist and huge yeah. shoulders. Yeah. And, um, what what I'm looking forward to is obviously we're going to be overworking at the Body Power Expo again this um, this May. Is the introduction of the Body Power Pro. Mm. Um, and they have an open a 212 and um, Gav Bales is making his pro debut yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've been following him on Instagram he's sick, and he's been posting um, a lot of his prep well, stuff on his off season condition is disgusting um, do you reckon that that show is going to hold maybe not this year but in years to come it's going to hold as much prestige as the British Grand Prix did yeah, I'd like to see mm. it yeah, it'd be great for us to have more stuff on this side of the water you know? yeah, yeah. Well, it definitely has like you know the guys from um, a pioneer who run body power, they know how to put on a show. Yeah, like. I'd say, like you said, and probably not the next year or two, but in, in definitely in time, it would be like even like even this year coming, it'll pull a lot more yeah. people in and make it even better experience. And then obviously, it'll draw more money. And yeah, become yeah, a yeah. bigger event, and it yeah. just gets better with time. You know. Yeah, yeah. I was at the Grand Prix in the UK about four years ago, five years ago, I think it was. Mm. Um, yeah, that was, was a really good show. You know, it was, it was excellent just to get all the pros across. It was a 212 show on that as well. Flex won the 212 on it. Yeah. yeah. And our 202 even. And uh, yeah, no, it was an awesome show. Like the, to get the guys up there in condition, like it was, it was the first full lineup I'd seen of like top pros. And, yeah. Because yeah. go, going awesome. across the water to like the US is, like, I did it for the Ireland, it was like the best experience of my life watching yeah. the, the, yeah, the big guys. Like, to do it on a frequent yeah, basis. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. every year, you wouldn't be able to pull that off every year. Do you know what I mean? But, but like, like you said, it'd be great to have them over the side. Yeah, especially because like the amount of pros that were at the body power last year, mm. you know, yeah, and the lineup is is getting pretty dense with mm. well personalities. You got they announced Michael Hearn last night. The night mm. before that, they announced C.T. Fletcher. Yeah, um, and then obviously you're gonna have like the Kyle Greens, the Flex Lewis's, mm. and Branch Warrens, and, Heats, lads, yeah. and Dorian Yates, and um, Sean Ray's and stuff, and other personalities from 
uh, the fitness industry and bodybuilding. Um, but bringing it back home a small bit, I think a lot of people, and Mark yourself, are in the uh, the thick of getting ready for the Spring Classic. Obviously, no NABA show in mm. spring this year with the um, the Worlds on in Belfast oh, in June, yeah. but uh, with the RBBF show on in Waterford. Um, how do you think with the change of venue and stuff from usually RBBF shows either Dublin or Limerick, mm. uh, Limerick more so in the past? Yeah. Um, it's going to be in Waterford. Um, I think the majority of the organisation has been ran by the the was it Waterford Weightlifting Club? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So they they've got a six hundred seater um, venue with a gym for pumping up and stuff like that. Mm. So have any heard any rumblings or rustlings or know any diamonds in the rough that are getting ready for any of the classes or um, for the spring? I'm not too sure other than this lump of man beside me. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, I've a guy I'm, I'm prepping from Waterford. He's uh, going to be going into the classic class. So yeah, we keep him under wraps for now. But yeah. Or is it yeah, Olympic? Sure. Does that change it? Does that change over here as well? Is it Olympic bodybuilding? I think, I think yeah, they're yeah, going to keep yeah, it classic. Yeah. I think it's going to be a classic. Well, yeah, well, yeah, it should be a it should be a good class. As Watch well. out, motherfuckers! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I, I am um, obviously the RBBF um, AGM is coming up in a few weeks, uh, where opinions and voices are going to be heard. Um, regarding maybe not the spring show but mm. maybe the nationals. Uh, the nationals and 2015 um and obviously um the arnold and the worlds and international mm-hmm. um i was talking to a couple of people um jimmy cassidy included um about the introduction of men's physique mm-hmm. now obviously it's big in the uk it's big across europe obviously it's massive in the states yeah. um it's got the attainable physique that a guy who could go to the gym for a year or maybe even less mm. um, and train for it can get up on stage um, obviously they get a bad rap about the length of the shorts but as far <laughs> as I know and I'm almost certain this the IFBB have put in place now that the, the, the shorts have to be a certain length to show off um, quad development yeah. at some level which is good yeah. it'll it'll banish that they don't train legs yeah. because even you know, like, I think that's more I think okay, <coughs> a few lads that won't train legs but for an awful lot of the lads that actually do it's mm. like it's shit you know what I mean like what do you do you think the introduction of that is good because we always like, saw the influx of bikini girls has yeah. been good for the sport the physique guys I mean shit the lads in the states they're, they're an amazing structure mm. physiques like these guys you know a lot of people say oh they don't train legs fuck that man seen Steve Cook's legs yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah but even Steve Cook's wads like, you stand beside any of these guys and they're gonna make a shit of, you know most of the guys who are you know talking crap about them or whatever yeah so, you know even if that it's a gateway to bodybuilding the lads yeah. might progress from the physique too some, some people just prefer that physique yeah. you know and they, they want to show it off or whatever so I mean get up there and show it off you mm. know work hard it would bring more to the shows as well yeah. do you think some guys don't like the bodybuilding style physique so I'm going to go for yeah. it well like bodybuilding in the past hasn't had the, the best reception in uh, the limelight in Ireland mm. and uh, the public perception of it do you think with the introduction of something like that could bring um, I think there will be more public appeal for yeah. it's, yeah. Definitely, it's definitely going to bring a bigger crowd more competitors I can't see a downside to it now I know like a lot of people are uh, canvassing and um, making petitions and stuff like that and Brian Hickey is one of them for the is it a correct 85 kilo class and over 100 kilo class now I understand that there's obviously under 100 it's under 100 and the 85 kilo class and obviously there are bodybuilders that are in low and high ends of classes that would prefer if there was other class whatever there but and I had a spat on the Blunt Force um, Twitter page with a guy um, from Dublin a few weeks ago about that he'd be really pissed off and angry if they brought in men's physique before they brought in those two classes Mm. and my opinion is and people can correct me if I'm wrong whatever at the end of the day the IFBB is is a business right it's an organisation but it's a business sport is going to benefit one so Mm. Like and I'm not I'm not bashing the guys that want the want the other classes because I think it'd be a great it'd yeah. be you know, awesome for the, for the lads and, and finish, especially yeah. when it comes to sending people international they'll be at their optimal weight and they'll be better mm. you know class or whatever um, I think that the introduction of something like men's physique is going to put more guys on stage which means mm. more entry fee and it's going to put more family Thanks members and friends yeah. in a hall on the day of the show yeah. paying their entry fee in which is going to make um, more money for the promotion more money for the promotion which means you know better guest poses or you know mm. a better brand show or whatever wherever the money goes no. um so my opinion is like if they're gonna bring it in 
it's going to happen eventually mm. maybe not 2014 but it'll, I'd almost put money on it being in yeah. on the calendar for 2015 I think it'll happen sooner before the weight classes yeah. I personally think that'll happen you know what I mean it doesn't bother me whether it comes in or not or uh, with the weight class I don't think there's enough guys there just yet to warrant mm. the weight classes and especially when dilute you, it a little bit too much yeah, especially when you look at the fact that a physique class will put more bums on seats which is actually more money yeah. in the end yeah, yeah. I think it's easier to implement something new than it is to change something existing yeah, yeah that's true you need to like you need to think about it from like a promoter's point of view mm. I think financially going to mention it a year in advance if they're going to change the weight classes and then implement it the following year yeah, yeah I, th- I thought that maybe they could sneak in the men's physique and drum- uh, maybe by the time of the spring classic and yeah. then Let's be honest, it's not going to take that long for a men's physique guy to get in shape. Now, I'm not saying yeah. that it's going to take... It's different. It's different. A lot of them boys tend to be in shape or ear. <coughs> yeah, they yeah, usually yeah, stay yeah. close to what would be considered men's physique concept, yeah. uh, contest shape um, mm. yearly round. Yeah. Um, and it's it's big everywhere else. It's just it's not that big here. But there's definitely, you know, with uh, the YouTube guys like Matt August, Chris Lovato, Jeff Saeed, all those um, guys from the States, um, there are 16, 17, 18, 19 year olds uh, guys all over the country who look up to these guys who yeah. obviously you know, the and Lovatos want to be bodybuilders but like yeah. they could turn pro if they became men's physique guys yeah even know? if you look at even young fellas like uh, who's that young fellow uh, Jack Keegan is that his name? yeah Jack Keegan uh, he's yeah. a what was he under 16 yeah shredded motherfucker as well like, you know yeah, I mean? it's there. there it is there you know um, well so I was 16 for these guys, like yeah, you see yeah. you look at like Nabbit already has an, an athletic and, athletic a, class and a fitness is there two classes for him now no, I think it's just the athletic. Yeah. Athletic, yeah. yeah. So it's kind of already there. Yeah, I think the only difference is they wear poles and trunks. Yeah. yeah. But you see, if, if it comes in, it comes in. Like, there's, there's, not, there's only so much giving it to do. The board anyway. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it goes his legs. No. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think uh, like bodybuilders should really care if it comes in or not. Because at the end of the day, it's, not gonna fuck it's it you, like. the RIBBF National Bodybuilding Championship. It's always going to be that. Yeah. Like, you know? yeah. It's not taking anything away from your own class. It's so one so. class as well. <laughs> don't worry about do you it. Know yeah. mean? It's, and it's one extra class. You're not competing against them. Yeah. You're, you're not giving it with fucking bikinis coming in. So why would you yeah. give it with lads? And the, other, the other point that was... Um, mentioned to me last week when I was talking to uh, Jimmy in Limerick was um, the uh, basically raising your hand and if you opt to pay your own way going mm. international um, whereas let's say if you come in the top three or you win your class or whatever uh, you you know get invited to go to an Arnold or yeah, a Worms or whatever uh, do you think they should um, cut out fucking basically saying oh well if you can go and make up the numbers or should it should it be the best of the best I think it should be the best, the best of the best, best. it yeah. should be the competitive athletes sent yeah mm. because uh, there's no point in sending uh, cannon fodder do you, yeah. know, oh, well, you know he's from Ireland just throw him over there he's I, not going to do us any I talked to um, to Jimmy like I said a minute ago and we're actually going to have him on um, in one of, our, one of the next uh, podcasts um, with Sean Bowman talking bodybuilding and history and whatever else but he said that he talked to a German judge and the German judge said that it's basically gotten to the stage where he comes out and goes, oh, Jimmy Cassidy or fucking Kevin Byrne from Ireland, blah, 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 that they've seen so much bad physiques come up in front of them that they basically just don't even, don't even take their head up from the page. Mm. They, they can just go, oh, have a glance, whatever. But they don't they don't really pay the athletes the time of day. Yeah. And now, I haven't been to an international show. Mm. I'm going from Jimmy's experience who's been on an international stage and he's talking to these guys and... Um, he's related the story to me um, so do you think that like it just it's like it's going to get to the stage where we're just not going to get anywhere internationally unless we send some fucking unbelievable physique yeah. up in front of them I don't think there's um, I'd rather quality than quantity personally yeah. representing the country um, whatever if you came if you came first in your class and if I think you should be if you come first in your class and you look like you'd like you didn't win it just because of uh, earn the right to represent it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah earn the right to represent exactly, it. Exactly, yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think if you're winning your class, you know it's <coughs> expected overseas anyway. And if you yeah. think you can't be competitive, don't go over. That's what I was gonna yeah. say. Like yeah. if if you if you won if you came first just by no one good showed up or yeah. something like that, something yeah. weird like that, like probably even you should be, be able to say yourself, like yeah, I don't think I should. You mentioned this to me a while ago, I'm kind of about an old powerlifting thing. It's be <coughs> back in the days, uh you screen your weight class and you say, oh, there's a good guy in against you at 75, drop, drop down to 67, you'll win because there's no one against you. Yeah. Just don't see the yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's yeah. the point? Yeah. 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 Well, no. well, how does, like, I don't, I don't really know how the, um, 
how the selection for going international with NAVA works. Is it basically the same? You win your class or yeah. you get an invite? I think it was. Is it top three? Um, yeah, it'll, it'll it'll probably, fucking came third. It changes from depending on location. It's, yeah. You know, there's going to be a stronger team or, or larger selection, I suppose, selected for uh, the world's going to pretty soon because yeah. it's in the north. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, it was a trope, I think, between the north and Malaysia to uh, where the NABO was going to be held this year for the world. Oh, you sound like two yeah. lads, it was in Malaysia. They left now. Yeah. Compared to as if it was in the north. Yeah. yeah. No disrespect to anyone that's been selected, but. You know, you're not going to spend money on people going up to Malaysia unless yeah. it's going to be truly worth it. Yeah. Well, like when uh, Ender was sent to Brazil and Ender won the world, mm. won yeah. class one. You know, that was obviously worthwhile, but it wasn't again a huge team sent out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he knew going over, he was going to be competitive. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. That's the difference. Well, like I, yeah. like you said there about the worlds in Belfast, I personally can't wait for that weekend. Mm. You know, I'm, you go, I'm excited because uh, when I started being a fan of um, bodybuilding, like I haven't seen, I, I have, I've never seen Lachlan Gannon on stage in person. Mm. Um, I've only seen that man's trashy be man in front of me. Yeah. You probably life. see him from Belfast. Uh, there, in fairness, I've, never, I've never seen uh, Tommy Staunton on stage mm. in, in real life. You know, mm. I'm just going in photos yeah, and stuff. So I, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to like heading up to Belfast like that Thursday, that Friday and being there for the weekend yeah. and you know, watching it all. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's going to be it's going to be interesting like mm. whether we get to cover the show or do some photos or whatever or whether we just just be there, take it, sit down and sit in the front row and yeah. just watch it. You know what I mean? Because the, the NABA show that was on Dublin mm. Um, the one just gone like probably one of the most enjoyable days of Bible show I've ever had you know mm. and it was cool getting to see a lot of people that you normally wouldn't see that wouldn't travel down to let's say Limerick for an RBBF show yeah. you know mm. um, it was it was cool like and um, the guys like Paul Byrne and stuff definitely know how to put on a show mm. yeah, so, that was well yeah. especially the, the venue for the world is supposed to be massive and supposed to be a class yeah, that, was well, it was so. held there before wasn't it yeah, it's in the waterfront, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that was a good one. I remember seeing the one that. Uh, yeah. Even Jimmy was mentioning the venue for the Spring Classic at Waterford, 600 seats. They put yeah, the, yeah. They, they, they turned people away the last night. Yeah, really, yeah. Waterford, yeah. yeah. He was saying that like people like from like you know like Enda, Enda and John and them came down and they they couldn't get yeah. in. There was no tickets left. Yeah. Fucking hell. You know. I actually remember I was working. I think I was working that day. Um, and I remember hearing a few lads that went down and they had to come back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A few of the boys came back into me when I was working and then they were just yeah. depressed. <laughs> do, you th- do, you think, do you think having a venue like that that you completely sell out, that there's no space to fucking swing a cat in, mm. is good or having a venue that there's spread exceeds? More than enough. I think even with... Um, I think... Even well, from, more, a, from more a bodybuilding point so of view, the, you the look out the crowd. I like to look out and see. But the atmosphere in the Olympia is, is mental. It's, it's like the crowd is almost on stage. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it's very good. Yeah. It's a little bit more... Just say in the concert in the concert hall in uh, Limerick or the University Hall in Limerick, I mean, it's just a little bit more subdued. It's not as more library yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, if someone shouts, you're looking at them. Yeah, just yeah, the atmosphere yeah. in the Olympia. I love the I love the Olympia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. that was the first. I was was there as a kid for a panto years mm. ago. Yeah. And I could I couldn't even remember Keith was in it. before I went in. Yeah. Keith was and, in the panto. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, behind you. <laughs> and uh, and when I was in, like I was sitting, I think maybe. Uh, six or seven rows back from the stage, mm. and even there, I was still like closer to the to the stage than I would have been in Limerick. Yeah, at the RBBF show. Mm. Um, but I think this year, especially, um, the shows coming up, there's there's they're weeks away, and the hype and the talk about them already. You know, yeah. people can't wait. I think um, it's definitely safe to say that bodybuilding isn't is in a, a safe place and in a positive way what um what do you think Larry, about the um the space between them like the, the gap between them and then the fact that it's it's rare now that you get an RBBF in Dublin because it used to be in the Helix for like they do it the Helix one year and they do uh, UL the next but now it's it just seems to be like it's just it's gonna only be in the UL and it's yeah, gone from being like two weeks apart to like five weeks I apart. I think there was, there was an issue, I think, uh, last year uh, with the Nationals for Limerick, uh, for the, it was supposed to be held in Dublin. Mm. I think, I believe there was a venue, um, Victory Centre, I believe it was, and maybe I'm wrong, uh, tell me if I'm wrong. Uh, it was supposed to be a book, but it, it basically that the venue uh, collapsed as a, as a business or whatever. Um, so I think it got uh, brought back to... Um, I think it got brought back to Limerick then as more viable venue to have it. Um, mm. Again, I, I'm not 100 percent sure. It was only kind of her so I heard on that, but um, yeah, hopefully it'll be back up to Dublin again. And you know, because it's it's good to to mix up the venues. You know, yeah. there's different crowds obviously, and then a lot of people might travel. Um, 
you know, because it is, it's, like, it's a long trip down, it's a long day for families and stuff as well, after going down to see people. Yeah. Um, so Especially yeah, if, a, a bodybuilder, for if a bodybuilder can't afford to, you know, put himself up in a hotel or whatever, yeah. like, you know, traveling to Limerick that morning depleted, like, that obviously isn't going to be very yeah. comfortable or enjoyable, you know? Mm. Yeah, and I met mine, uh, Shane did it, he came up there before, and um, he was like nearly going insane in the thing but I think I think the time between as well is terrible like that might just be me like because I, I nearly like I literally went insane like I, I messaged you back and forth yeah, yeah, yeah. in between and I was literally going insane oh, I know yeah and that's how I just I couldn't I couldn't make it the last uh, like the last week or something I just it's like obviously it. you know you had your, your article on that subject a few weeks yeah. ago but like talking back and forth on the phone with you like and it got to the stage where I was more concerned about my friend's mental health then <laughs> seeing, him, seeing him in shape on a stage you know I was like I was, yeah. and when you called me that day and you were like look I literally can't do it my head's not there I goes look it's fine man it's cool yeah. I was like you know go eat a fucking sandwich and yeah. just chill out have Enjoy a cup of coffee and just, just relax it's not the end of the world there'll be other yeah. shows like you know yeah. um, but the other thing I wanted to touch on which has kind of been a bit of an elephant in the room for anyone that's been on social media over the past couple of weeks um, is this fucking Herbalife shit <laughs> now, without, as soon as he said elephant in the room yeah. without like flogging the living shit yeah. out of a dead topic without rustling um, Jimmy's too much for anyone who doesn't know basically you know there's a lot of people who are for it there's a lot of people who are against it and then there seems to be a lot of there's a grey area with a lot of people who don't really understand what the problem is with it or against yeah. it or whatever and then there's obviously people who are indifferent don't really give a shit mm. Um, Larry, could you kind of like touch a small bit on why some people are against you don't the, the yeah, product? This, this, is, this <laughs> has been an absolute shit heap and it just needs to be put to bed and buried. Uh, a lot of people are just kind of non-stop rehashing the same crap over. Um, uh, there are, uh, one of the reasons I think I feel a lot of people go to Herbalife, uh, it's a very unintimidating style brand. There's not some 3% shredded freak on the outside of it guaranteeing you, you know, 20 pounds of extra muscle because it's not bombarded at a bodybuilding style community and like a lot of the protein and stuff is now at the minute it's on the market you know um, so I can see that a lot of people might be enticed to it that way um, but again they're, they're coming from a very uneducated point of view um, a lot of the ingredients that are just used and that within the Herbalife it's they're, they're very low grade um, there's a lot of sugars there's a lot of just on a lot of unnecessary ingredients basically that are involved in it you know it's not going to be promoting full health um, again it's something I actually need to look into more myself so I can be more uh, familiar with it and actually know the ins and outs of it all but you know compared to just doing it the right way of like you know eating wholesome foods and whatever you know people need to take that approach rather than looking for a quick fix but it's it's January and there's gonna be all that buzz around as well at the minute, you know. Yeah. Um. So like you know I have all the diet drops and raspberry ketones and all this sort of you know hard shit that's on the market. They don't work, you know. The rest the, 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 the formula is still the same. You know you gotta work your ass off and just eat clean, healthy food. Um. You know that's pretty much it. But yeah, people will go to Herbalife and um. You know, sample it, see how you feel. But you know it's it's gonna kill your metabolism. It's gonna it's going to screw you over um, in a majority of ways you know financially being <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, you'll pay the euros for what kilo, kilo I think kilo, kilo yeah. which is like 20 servants which is you know you're going two a day oh, even days, yeah. you know you can you can buy the best of organic meat for that like, you know, yeah, yeah. it's, it's going to get you by pretty well um, so yeah just just don't do herbal life yeah. <laughs> I think what I, what I was going to what I'm doing here now I'm trying to look for it on my phone is um <coughs> I remember someone posted up and it was the ingredients to their chicken soup and I think there was every like chemical under the oh, sun yeah, yeah. and fucking all this every ingredient that you could imagine bar like chicken and, <laughs> and yeah. like vegetable or something or whatever yeah, would be yeah. in a normal soup like it's it's easily like it's easily like 20 lines long yeah. of like acid this and fucking number well, threes and fucking all this magic I think I have a problem with and it's just it's a lot of people being duped by clever advertising just because you see Cristiano Ronaldo drinking out of a Herbalife shaker does not mean Cristiano Ronaldo drinks Herbalife. Or oh, that there's Herbalife in that cup. These guys are also sponsored by Pepsi. I yeah. guarantee you yeah. top-class elite athletes are not drinking Pepsi yeah. or even McDonald's that they're sponsored by. Yeah. If someone throws a check in front of me for that much money, yes, I'm going to endorse the product. It's like... Yeah. Check soccer team is being sponsored by DHL. Do you think they're fucking going around delivering packages? In this <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, but even then, like I heard, and I'm not gonna tell, I'm not gonna say who said it in case 
turns out not to be true, but someone... <laughs> I can't be reading my sources. But someone sure. said, Kai Green, who is sponsored by Muscle Meds, mm-hmm. and apparently a multi-million dollar deal or whatever, doesn't even use the products. Mm-hmm. And he'd be the number one face of that company. Yeah. So, he was sponsored by Fruit and Veg Company for a while, wasn't he? Really? Yeah. That's right, yeah. Great fruit specials. Oh, cool. <laughs> 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 the odd watermelon deal thrown in there as well. Yeah, right? yeah. Keeping his citric acid tipping over. Yeah, alkaline. <laughs> like, you I know, think when you name your product is a buzzword itself. You're just going down the wrong road. But like, <laughs> this, um, this whole thing is like, oh, it's for athletes and it's not just for bodybuilders and all that. It's like, yeah, that's fair enough. Mm. But I mean... Like, it's just because you see, like, Cristiano Ronaldo or who, I don't know who else they yeah. fucking But even when you look at, like, even from a <coughs> another point of view where the whole thing is ran off a pyramid scheme. Oh, the sales and... Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't really, like, it's the kind of thing of, you know, like, I've had people come in to me, I work in a supplement store and people come into me the odd time from Herbalife life um, and message me and, you know, oh, well, this, there's this and there's that and, you know, it's, it's really good and... What you can do is you can buy this tub and this costs 40 euro or you can buy the whole box and then what you can do is I'll give you some leaflets and this and that and <coughs> you can sell it to your friends because it's really good and they love it. Do you know what I mean? And it goes on like that. Yeah. But even at that, I've seen another art, um, Eddie, the, the guy I work with, um, or work for, he'll fucking kill me <coughs> for saying work with, my boss man, Eddie Colgan, um, he seen an article as well of the actual shit that you have to buy when you're involved in, in this kind of thing. <laughs> and um, it's like you pay for, you know, the, the packaging for to, for you to ship it out if you're going to send it out. Um, you have to pay for a part of the TV channel that they mm-hmm. have. Um, leaflets, fucking packaging. Like, there's literally, it's it's a huge investment to yeah. just start, like, pushing this shit. Like, Basically, they turn you into a supplement door-to-door salesman. You, you, you literally open up your own business. Yeah, exactly. That's why it's like franchises. It's like opening up your own McDonald's. Because that, there's literally, you're probably that much involved. That's I mean? why when I saw people saying, oh, I'm trying Herbalife. I had a meeting with Herbalife and they gave me these products, these six, seven products, and mm. I'm going to try them, whatever. Nobody sits down with a company at a meeting and leaves with a bunch of product mm. to try for free. Yeah. Where... where the company would go under in the space of a couple of days if they were having meetings with people and just dishing yeah. out free product and just giving it to you, yeah. and go and, and want no return or no investment on your part. Yeah. Um, well, whatever what it could do for promoting or whatever, but still. Yeah. I don't do you think you think though in the long run, um, look at this product in a couple of years' time, if these people do stay on it, that there's going to be massive health implications. They're all pretty much the guinea pigs for now at the minute. You know, um, you're going to see probably. Impact of it in a couple of years, yeah. For people, like yeah. I, I had a female client, uh, was something similar was out a while back. Um, th- this was uh, know, three, four years ago, more even. Um, she hadn't actually chewed on a piece of food in six months. Jesus Christ! Christ. Oh yeah, oh, I remember. Soup diet or something. She was on like four hundred calories a day for like six months. So many shakes in the bar or something. Isn't it? It's yeah, one of them things. Had, yeah. She had lost like something like you know eight stone or something, but man. The amount of health problems this She must have been had. deficient in all sorts. Oh man, she was deficient in everything. Like, you know, just the, the amount of um, the amount of nutrients that I have to try to get back into her body and just you know slowly rebuild the metabolism and you know the whole body was destroyed, her thyroid was destroyed, you know, the skin, hair, nails, everything was mm. you know, but she was just concerned about the weight on the scales and it's not just about that, it's about the health mm-hmm. of the individual. You yeah. know, and yeah. people don't really give a fuck about anything else other than just the number on the scale it's not about that you build health yeah and the side effect of that is you're going to have weight loss and feel better you know yeah well, like even what uh hickey brian hickey put up on uh, put a status up about uh operation transformation he had a great uh yeah. term and it was uh health isn't a number on a scale yeah do you know what i mean and that's exactly what larry's saying do you know what I, mean? yeah. I think larry is an interesting point is that like you know if you get a client like that how do how does a trainer go about basically hitting the reset button on a person like that you have to get blood work done, you have to look into a lot of different avenues. Um, but yeah, you slowly you just have to rebuild the metabolism because again, if you just you know triple your calorific intake back up to what the normals are, they're just going to get fat very quickly. Yeah. You know? So again, you have to rebuild the metabolism and, and take it step by step with that, you know, and just add back in nutrients slowly. Um, but again, they're, they're going to have a lot of different issues with so many different things, you know, from gut health to, you know, 
arms as well the whole the whole body is just you know it's going to be completely yeah. out of sync going back to what Kevin said there about the biggest lose mentality you see these people going to the show 300 pounds massively overweight come out 150 pounds with the exact same shape they haven't done any uh, body composition body. change yeah, yeah. They're, they're just skinnier with the same body yeah. and I don't think that's mentality you need to be pushing on people either I heard like this is probably this could be bullshit but I heard that like people on The Biggest Loser the American one and all that like, they like water the plate and everything yeah, before they go yeah it was, uh, it was a chick came on over I think it was one of those oh, yeah, yeah? Um, some of the weigh-ins on TV it was like between day one and day seven but it was actually day one and day 15 or something like you know, oh so yeah, it was reality, set yeah, chopped was, and screwed all over the place screwed, yeah, yeah. it was like people who were doing water cutting technique and you, you can't just keep losing 10 12 pounds a week you know it's yeah, not, yeah. It doesn't work no it doesn't you know, it's not the same. The quicker yeah. comes off, the quicker goes back on. Yeah. Well, like keeping on the on like the nutrition side of things, and um, one of the questions we got into um, our Facebook uh, post uh, last night was about how people can say they stay away from dairy completely. Um, and this falls under like people who say they're vegan and stuff like that. But how can you stay dairy free or be vegan and um, and drink whey protein? You can't. <laughs> but like, obviously we've come across people who say I've come, I had, I had a, a vegan bodybuilder contact us and first of all his question was uh, do you know any vegan bodybuilding shows wow. to which I responded with lol <laughs> <laughs> and then and then I just kind of got real with him and said that uh, you know being a vegan it doesn't really make sense being vegan and wanting to bodybuild you, you need meat you need protein you can't just get it from fucking yeah. leaves and berries and whatever else mm. um, but yeah I suppose what? how do we answer that question about like you know do these people, you know, there, there is other options. We we spoke about this on our first, on the third episode, hmm. um, that there is like there's other choices. Like, uh, and I had a, fr- a friend of mine as well, um, contacted me on Facebook not too long ago, and he was looking for other options for people who are, have an allergy to to dairry. Okay. And generally, they will go for a soy or a vegan, um, protein, protein um, and they wouldn't be the best quality or the best um, bioavailability or anything like that. But hmm. whatever, if you're if an allergy to soy and you or you want to be vegan. Or if you want to be vegan, if you are vegan, like vegan protein and um, and and paleo proteins and soy proteins are generally the the the, the best way to, to, to go for that. But like, um, I know a guy, um, uh, I know a lady who's a who's a teacher and um, her a student of hers is paleo, and he was talking about it, and or he was vegan, sorry. Vegan or paleo, I want to do we it. We got in trouble now the last time, so make sure you get it right. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's not my issue. Um, and um, he was talking about whatever he was, and uh, the the woman turned around and said, well, I saw you drinking a, a protein shake earlier on. Was that... Oh, no, that was whey protein, he said. Okay. Well, that's dairy. No, it's not the fucking same. It's not the no, mate. I'm sorry. It's a byproduct of cheese. So you're retarded and you're wrong. Yeah, it's, you can't. You can't be drinking fucking whey protein and being vegan. So they're just basically yeah. to answer that question. They're just counterproductive. Misinformed. Yeah. yeah, drink okay. vegan protein. It's yeah. shit, but you know it's it suits what you are after. You can't be if you if you don't, if you don't either either drink vegan protein or or stop calling yourself vegan and drink whey. Okay, so that's um, pretty fucking. The, the last think, question Larry? I have, and I want to post it to Larry, mm-hmm. is um, basically one of the guys was asking, um, can you explain what a ketogenic diet is? If going keto, basically, what it means. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is all. Right, guys. Uh, <laughs> Been a great talk, Neil. <laughs> um, keto, yeah, it's, it's something <coughs> that I. I tried out a little bit last year leaning towards the end of the preps um, I found I just wasn't uh, cutting down enough body fat in that as well and uh, it's something that I just had to drop down a lot of carbohydrates um, so basically yeah to, to get into a state of ketosis um, it's, uh, there's a couple of different figures and numbers on it but it's, it's about five days of, uh, of being carb free um, so you're basically switching the, uh, the fuel source from glycogen to using fat as a as an actual energy source yeah um so once again you have to deplete the glycogen source right down and then switch into that to that mode of using the ketones for energy um it takes i think it's like 40 grams or something like that to, to come out of a state of ketosis 40 grams of carbohydrates um like you, you can do it for longer uh 
long more periods of time like I went to the four weeks pretty much zero carb coming into the last few weeks of the show um, for me into the the RVB from Nava last year um, uh, yeah it's do you think the you know going keto in the leading to your show has helped yeah big time um, for me it was fine I can I can deal with the whole zero carb thing uh, other people go crazy because um, they, they just can't handle the lower carbs lower energy sources um but yeah, no, definitely, because um, I've, I've got some pretty stubborn areas where I've got a lot of fat lower back, um, quads and hamstrings and stuff like that, so I found it did help to uh, to eradicate that a, a lot more. Um, but yeah, it's it's something, yeah, that's, I, I wouldn't generally ever recommend it, having to go completely zero carb on that and go into states of ketosis, because uh, it can be quite... Uh, not exactly catabolic at times, but you can slip into little areas unless your fats are high enough, and you know you're you're kind of rotating around different sorts of fats too. Um, so you can be playing with, especially if you're dieting for shows, you don't want to be losing a, a lot of muscle tissue, you know. Um, so again, just keeping that building body mass as high as possible. Um, it probably would advocate more carbohydrates, uh, and not so much keto. I've heard as well. Uh, I know a few lads that have done it as well, and their um, cholesterol has gone up. Yeah, is that in it now because I know that there's such a thing as healthy cholesterol as well but should that be something that you should be concerned about as well having a high cholesterol when you come out or you, should you just expect that and just not pay too much heat to um, it? the cholesterol issue is probably down to gear that we're using and not really more so nice <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, cholesterol has become like a dirty word in yeah. like the health industry yeah. yeah, it all depends on the type of cholesterol you have you have mm. low density lipoprotein high density lipoprotein mm. one takes cholesterol from your bloodstream to your liver the other takes it from your liver to your bloodstream the one you don't want so when it takes it from your liver to your bloodstream. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I think when people say, and cholesterol is actually a precursor to, to testosterone. So yeah. like so I, I don't think like people need to be afraid of the word yeah. cholesterol anymore. Mm. Uh, you yeah. said that uh, you know you can you can get catabolic if your fat's aren't high enough. Mm. Um, how many grams of fat were you on a day, or how many would you recommend? Um, we don't like we done some fat cycling almost as well leading into that. Uh, we were about the. We were rotating between like 60 to 150 or 200 grams of fats on some days, you know, um, depending on, it was, it was basically like on a, an ongoing basis on how I was looking and, you know, how I was responding to, uh, to different things. It was, it was pretty much a trial and error. There was no real scientific Set, data. Yeah. There was no <laughs> fucking peer-reviewed papers yeah, on it. There was something like that. You know, it, was, <laughs> it, was, um, it was something uh, was Seth and Brian had to try it out basically on that. And it was, but the, the trial and error probably gave you the result of what fit you. You know, obviously it wasn't yeah. like, this is the scientific study that I read yeah, in a fucking yeah. survey. You, know, you, that you like will get certain guidelines on a lot of these different things, but I mean, you got to, it, it's going to be on different study groups and it's going to be on different um, parameters and stuff like that. There's going to yeah. be a lot of different variables with it, so you got to play around with some of the figures and numbers. So would we be correct in saying basically uh, the keto diet is upping your protein intake, upping your fat intake and reducing your carbohydrates to below 40 grams a day? Yeah, pretty much eradicating the, the carbs completely. I, I've done a version of the ketogenic diet. It was called the anabolic diet. Um, actually, Jeff Willett wrote about it in his book, Max O.T. It's a training. It's all-encompassing, like 12-week training program and diet. And uh, basically, it was Monday to Friday, below 30 grams of carbs. And then Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, refeed. Just massive refeed days. He basically said, um, if I had to go have a beer, have a beer. If I had to go have a burger, have a burger. Which... seems like refeed is the buzzword that people are using as an excuse. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm, I'm refeeding. I'm going to yeah. eat a fucking sliced pan. <laughs> <laughs> Soaked in butter. Yeah. You know, so like, I think, I've had, I've had people and friends of mine say, oh, I'm having a refeed. It's like, no, you're having a kebab. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? I've been guilty of it as well. I've done it. I've done it myself. Yeah. That's a cheat meal. No, that's just, you're fat. Yeah. So like, yeah. what do you think about um, cheat meals and then the preps? Like, uh, essential. <coughs> uh, it depends again on how metabolically flexible you are, um, mm. whereabouts you are with um, with your body fat levels and stuff. You know, yeah, I, I feel a lot of the time you do need it. One for a sense of normality, um, mm. that 
you know, if you're pretty much on check and you don't go out, you know, and have, you know, three large dominoes, you yeah. know, tub of Ben and Jerry's, a tub yeah. of to wash it down or whatever, you know, that you keep it within, you know, sensible, mm. sensible parameters, that's, it's fine. It's, it's mm. pretty much essential, I think, for a lot of guys. Mm. Um, you know, some guys will think that they're cheating and they'll, they'll ruin everything if they have, you know, you know, like what I used to have on, on preps for chickens, like curries and stuff like yeah. that. But I mean, you're draining off most of the sauce and you're just having a small bit of flavor, mm. so that's, it's fine. But um, again, if you're metabolically inflexible, mm. um, your body is, is going to be in somewhat of a, a state of shock for four to seven days after Attention. ingesting your, um, your, your meal. <coughs> and then again, like seven days later, you, you go again, you have your next cheat meal. Yeah. You know, and you're just resetting the whole cycle again. Yeah. And you you have that inflexibility. When you're more flexible metabolically, you can you can afford to have it, and your your body will utilize it. You'll you'll probably be leaner and sharper the next day again. You know, if it, if it does. For me personally, I find like um, a cheat meal to be a trigger. If I'm I'm three weeks into my prep now and I haven't had a cheat meal or you know, I haven't mm-hmm. touched anything that wasn't on my food list, yeah. And I think now if I have a curry or you know, if I go have a Domino's, like you said, it'll That's make you it'll make me one. Yeah, I saw it just trying to avoid that. Yeah, um, yeah, I mean, some guys. What do you need to know that about yourself yeah. before yeah. you ask about yeah. a cheat meal? Like, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah I really think you do. Um, but yeah, like some guys will have, you know, coaches that will tell them to go have a cheat meal or, mm. you know, not to have a cheat meal and they'll, they'll kind of take the opposite that they feel they need it or they feel yeah, like they, they don't need it. Yeah. That they don't need it or, you know, whatever. But um, with those guys, you just gotta, you gotta back the, the trust of your coach or whatever that'll, mm. they'll tell you to go get that in, you know. Is there a way to find out your flexi- your flexibility or influx and your inflexibility? Um, generally, you you go with body fat levels. You know, yeah. if I mean, if you're a fat fuck, you, know, you can't <laughs> metabolize. You're not going to metabolize it. So your courier, you know, whatever it might be. Um, generally, the leaner guys will be able to um, to utilize it. You know, so you generally will go off body fat levels and whereabouts you're at. Mm. Um, you know, if they're in your cheat meals, basically. Yeah. You know. Um, if you're too out of shape and you, you need to have that extra kick in the ass, you're not going to rev your metabolism by having a, a pizza or, or something. Your, yeah. your refeed or whatever that's going to mm. that's going to screw you over more. Yeah, I remember I was um, starting out bodybuilding years and years ago, and I was you know, watching my food for the first time, and I was talking to an old bodybuilder. Jesus, uh, I won't mention his name now, but um, he said, if um you don't have a cheat meal every so often, your metabolism will stagnate. And you won't be able to lose that extra pound of body fat, or and I don't know how true that is even to this day because I've never done any research on it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of the old school guys will just go with that mentality. Yeah. You, know, you can't cheat in your diet. You have to have broccoli and. No, fish he, he was saying like if I don't have a cheat meal every now and again, but if you don't, oh, yeah, that's what he was saying to me. Like yeah, your metabolism yeah. is stagnant. Yeah, yeah, and I won't be able, Yeah, like you know. Definitely, yeah. If, yeah. if if again it depends on your flexibility and depends yeah. how you can metabolize and you know it's um. Some people will feel drained for a couple of days, and you know after a cheat meal, and some people will feel you know they can take on the world and then <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Even with a bit of your prep, and you get that extra that extra kick, you yeah. know, from having a bit extra glycogen in your system. I mean, mm. it's going to bring you through a lot more harder sessions yeah. where you would have been dragging ass and you know not getting quality working. Yeah, so, I, mean, I found even the best progress pictures I took through my prep there, even ones I sent uh, I sent a few to Brian, and his the, the ones I looked best in, I actually looked better in the picture than I did on the stage. Mm. And it was, it was the day. It was the morning after a, cheap meal? Uh, yeah. a pizza, yeah. and from about six weeks out or something, you know. You know, but it is. It does. It, it works. It works. And I think, like, Mark hit the nail on the head. You need to know yourself before yeah. you fucking because <laughs> yeah. it's a difference of waking up the next day and being dry, yeah, dry ripped and hard, or <laughs> or looking bloated. You yeah. know what I mean? It's, yeah. It's well, like the eye. You know, Mark said he got that advice off a of body or whatever else. That guy probably told twenty people the exact same thing. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it probably worked for maybe so many of them, yeah. 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 You know, yeah. a lot of guys will take their own experience and they'll take that as that's yeah. how it works. That's and the that's set in stone, and it, and it is. It's it, it goes with the person. Like my dad yeah. uh, did some of my diet for my first show, and he had me on uh, cheat days. So on a Sunday, I literally, I grew up and have <laughs> I'd have full eggs for breakfast. Yeah. I'd have full eggs and porridge with milk, and then you know just a few normal meals, and then they'll have a, f- a few bits in around. He goes, you know, John, fucking eat what you want, but have a few meals. You know what I mean? Was yeah. that around the same time he used to force feed you ice cream and apple tart? Yeah, <laughs> my, uh, my, my, uh, this is awesome. not, no, this is no lie. Uh, when I was when I was 120 kilos uh, at, a, at about 18 of like pure fatness. Um, <laughs> no, I was the roundest 18 year old ever, um, and uh, the fattest head you've ever seen. And my dad used to. Um, 
he'd bring me dinner and he'd he'd, he'd, he'd bring me there's two of these actually there's one I didn't tell you he used to bring me and me dinner and he'd you know it'd be this massive fucking portion <coughs> loads of meat good bit of carbs there as well and I'd, I'd you know I'd, I'd, I'd force it into me and I'd be stu- I'd be lying there like in a heap afterwards he'd take the plate off he'd disappear for like two to three minutes and he'd come back with a plate of apple pie and cream and he'd be like ah no dad I'm alright like you know I don't want any uh, I don't want any dessert He's like, this isn't fucking dessert. This is a part of your fucking meal. You know, you wanted to gain weight earlier on. Fucking get that into you. It's just like trying to give your kids cigarettes when they're kids. Yeah, exactly. And um, he used to make my protein shakes uh, before I got to school. You know, he's like, oh, you having a shake for lunch? Yeah, and he put in, um, I can't remember how much it was, but uh, so many fucking meals of uh, full fat cream, like whipping cream, into my protein shakes for extra calories. Nice. Um, so yeah, they were the, the diaries of a bulking man. <laughs> Oh, oh, I think the weirdest thing I've ever seen for Ian Bulkin was when I was doing my uh, personal training course in Limerick. There was this lad, and no, he had no right to be in a personal. He had no right to be in the course to begin with. I think he just kind of fell into it. Comes in with a tin of Heinz baked beans. Oh yeah. And just starts eating with a spoon. He goes, "That's alright. That's not too bad." Then he pulls out of his bag a thing of double cream and pours it in on top of the Heinz. Holy shit! Beans, right. So he stirs it up, eats it, and he's left it like this pink slurry at the bottom of the can, and just downs ah, it. That's nasty. That is <laughs> nasty. Tomato cream. Games, bro. Yeah, Tomato yeah, cream. Yeah, that man is now called Phil Heath. Who knows? Maybe it works for him. It didn't. Yeah. <laughs> that's like downright disgusting bulking. Not even doing <laughs> that. Yeah. put me off my lunch last night. Fucking hell. That's, that's ridiculous. That's what I, I, I spoke to Brian before Christmas. Um, about me wanting to just just get in shape and basically when uh when he said come on you need to like you know putting on weight and walking around heavy is grand like mm. yeah, i got to like 106 107 kilos before the end of christmas and uh you know it doesn't really look good mm. being a fat fuck and being involved in the fitness industry yeah, and like yeah, running a website and a company or whatever else. so when he said you need to start looking the part um he was like okay we're gonna get in shape but like there was a stage there where i was like okay i've hit my food now for the day if I just go and get this curry <laughs> and I just get these chips and I just get these rice, I was like, I'm going to be bigger and stronger and lift more weight tomorrow. Yeah. It's like, it's all good Convince being able to squat yourself. like 200 yeah, yeah. kilos, but when you weigh like a fucking 180, oh, it doesn't man. really... I need the extra, I need the extra chocolate bar's legs tomorrow. I need to squat <laughs> yeah, that yeah, one yeah, right, yeah. Max. Well, like, I, do, I do the opposite of that to myself when I'm in bed, Joe, and the alarm is off at six for cardio and you're like, we really need to do it trying to convince yourself no. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know come on look under I'll walk a bit faster today yeah. 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 look under the covers and tense I'm looking shredded this morning this lighting's great stick your leg outside the covers see how cold the room is yeah I think have been there what do you think of uh, what do you think is the most obviously you're getting ready for a show you've done shows you've done shows mm-hmm. I haven't so I can't speak on it what do you think is um, the most beneficial type of cardio for prepping uh, I think found I added in a lot of uh, intervals towards the end last year as my second mm-hmm. cardio. Yeah. I kept the steady state in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, we added the intervals that, that talk gave me that extra push, you know, mm-hmm. towards the end. It was like um, getting in, like, you know, it was mostly uh, sprints on the bike. Yeah. So it was pretty intense. I, I couldn't, I wouldn't be able to hold a sprint on a treadmill. Or cross yeah. trainers just wasn't effective enough, I don't think, or anything. Like, so, yeah, I was got a lot of, a lot of high int- like intensity intervals on those. Massively, massively beneficial. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you want to have a view of Um, I did a little bit of uh of intervals, and I'd I'd probably rather it because uh at one point I was doing uh, forty in the morning and forty in the evening, uh, steady state, mm. on a on a stairmaster, and there's nothing like I'd still I nearly break into tears now just thinking about <laughs> yeah. it. Like there's nothing fucking worse and more daunting and the most fucking you you'd look forward to being punched in the face <laughs> yeah. even sooner. Um. I'd rather like I remember there was a few mornings I went in and I was like I literally like I cannot like every fibre in my body will not let me get on that stairs for like 40 minutes I can't do it I just I wouldn't be able I'd rather like bust out 20 minutes or 15-20 minutes of intervals and get the same work done in the smaller space of time and go home and just be fucking like that's alright like I've actually seen clips of um Ben Pekulski doing intervals on a bike mm. like Larry oh yeah. my god yeah. that man should just not be on a bike he's too big Jesus Christ yeah, his no. quads and calves are growling at the bike yeah. I've but, only ever done a um, steady state uh, yeah. for now for this prep but I bodybuilding lean shall we say once in my life when I was um, trying to drop weight for a powerlifting show and um, I was I think I was like 3% but I lost all my muscle I wasn't dying properly but uh, 
what I used to do was go on to the step mill in the morning 45 mm. minutes and used to do an interval on that mm. it was like the fat burner program and but that, that's all like, I used to yeah. I didn't have a clue back then so I was 18 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like I think that's a we covered pretty a much few points today for today's emotion. show but um, I want to thank Larry for letting us use his pad in Dublin for uh, yeah. posting the podcast <laughs> the address <today>. is <laughs> <laughs> Um, sorry, Brian Hickey couldn't be with us today, but he uh, he was busy. Sandbag in session. Yay! So we've called him out. Big Red, you've been called out, and you you are uh, due to report to the Blunt Force Radio podcast you know, ASAP. Are lovely Red. Yes, and if anyone hasn't seen, if anyone hasn't seen Big Red's new Big Red leggings, uh, make sure you log on his Facebook page and check them out. Um, Big so Red leggings will be available at Blunt Force. <laughs> I just want to thank uh, Kevin and Mark and uh, Larry for coming on today. Uh, make sure you check out uh, Pro Nutrition Minute, uh, pronutrition.ie, and you check out GorillaWare USA at gorillaware.com. Um, thanks for uh, listening, and uh, we'll catch you next time, guys.